0: Good morning, i Chris Oaks, and coming up today, the federal government has avoided a potentially catastrophic debt default, but there's still plenty of grumbling about the debt limit compromise. Representative Bob Latta, who voted for the bill in the House on Wednesday, shares his thoughts on the deal. Also this morning, looking for something to do in keeping with their mission of improving the quality of life for everyone, the Community Foundation is making sure there's plenty of fun for all through the summer and beyond learn more and it's another collection of recipes from Kyra's kitchen to finish up the week this is the good mornings podcast edition for Friday June 2nd 2023 Are you a little uh, groggy this morning, getting up, and maybe you're still feeling a little tired? You didn't get a very good night's sleep? It's probably because you didn't sleep naked. (laughs) Uh, Medical health experts point to to healthier skin, decreased body temperatures, lower chances of fungal or bacterial infections, and increased happy hormones like like oxytocin as reasons why sleeping naked can boost your overall well-being. They say just lighten up and sleep naked because of the plethora of benefits dozing off in your birthday suit. It has on overall health. They say if you're not ready, if you're not comfortable, you're not ready to uh, sleep fully in the buff... Uh, where at least wear loose fitting clothes, take off any jewelry, and wash your face before hitting the sack. Great steps toward getting a better night's sleep. So, if you're a little groggy, if you're dragging a little bit this morning, uh, that is why you didn't sleep naked. So, anyway, just uh, throw that out there, just as a uh, public service, just to help, uh, however I can try to make your life a little bit easier. This is good news. Um, saw this on the uh, Newswire 2022. Uh, Teenage births in 2022 reached an all-time low in the United States. Good news. The trend toward youth ages 15 to 17 not having children has uh, has been in steady decline since the 1990s with outlier years in 2006 and 2007. So this news is a relief for the medical community. Who say that younger moms face increased complications when it comes to birth and uh, premature babies and all of that. So births, teenage births reached an all-time low in the United States last year. So good news there. i like to start with a little good news. That's always, uh, that's always encouraging for the day ahead when you can start with something good. Some of the other uh, most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your uh, Friday morning started. It is Pride Month. We mentioned this yesterday. It is Pride Month. And the uh, latest battlefield among the Pride, uh, I want to say controversy. I don't think this is necessarily controversy for a lot of, for some folks it is, I guess. Um, Apparently, after an old pro-Pride Advertising campaign for Legos resurfaced. Some have expressed disdain for the brand as we enter Pride Month. Lego, the latest enemy of the conservative set who are uh, anti, I guess, anti-Pride Month. Um, apparently, this is an old Pride Lego advertising campaign stated they were featuring transgender building sets for kids. Um, And so now that has raised the ire of those who oppose this sort of activity. I guess to put it that way, Lego quickly made a statement saying they are promoting nothing of the sort, as several major companies have seen dips in revenue shortly after coming out with products in support of lgbtqia plus culture so there's the latest salvo in the pride wars i guess um see what you think about this i thought this was kind of interesting on the uh, newswire this morning Um, You know how uh, food delivery services have become very, very popular since the pandemic. You can get just about anything delivered. I remember the days when you could get a pizza delivered and that was about it. Now you can get anything delivered thanks to DoorDash and Uber Eats and so on and so forth. Well, with the rise in food delivery services, some very savvy business owners in big cities have come up with a way to sort of game the system in their favor. Uh, deli and bodega owners are registering and advertising their businesses under several different names across multiple platforms. So you think about this, assuming that uh, you that, that that the number of people who are ordering a certain type of food that this rest. Let's say you you own a deli uh, and you make subs. That's your, kind of your stock in trade, right? Assuming that. All of the people who are ordering subs on these platforms, food delivery platforms, assuming that all of the orders are roughly uh, divided more or less equally among all the businesses. If you have more businesses listed, even though you're only a single store, if you have more businesses listed under multiple names, then you would get a bigger share of those orders. Uh, The New York Post wrote wrote about this uh, enterprising scheme that some deli owners and bodega owners uh, are engaging in in New York City. And some customers said that they felt kind of felt cheated. But there is nothing illegal about it. I I think it's genius. I think it's a genius idea. And it's uh, free enterprise at work there. Kind of the same thing that I've always said about uh, lottery tickets. If I was to play the lottery, and I don't play the lottery, but if I were, I would buy two tickets for every drawing. Because uh, the winnings across, if multiple tickets are sold, uh, the winnings are split evenly. If I have two winning tickets, then I would get double the share of everybody else. To me, that seems kind of a no-brainer, but that's... uh Uh, Then there are those who have money-making schemes that are uh, less on the up-and-up. A a man in Atlanta has come up with a business idea that involves cheating the parking boot system. See, in Atlanta, um, in private parking lots, if you don't pay your bill, they rent in these private lots, they rent spaces like by the month. And if you're behind on your payments, they'll put a boot on the wheel of your car to immobilize it until you pay up. So this guy <laughs> sells keys to unlock the booted cars. <laughs> I say it, uh, the $75 it takes to unboot your car only costs when you use this guy's set of master keys to unlock your wheels and get back on the road. And again, believe it or not, it is not illegal. Uh, This guy, and I don't have his name, says there are only a few really big companies that have the majority of the wheel boot contracts. And I have all their keys. (laughs) The uh, man has sold nearly 600 keys in the span of a couple of months and shows no sign of stopping soon. His ultimate goal is putting these companies out of business. Wow. He wants the boot banned. And that's what, and I guess uh, it's not illegal. At least it's not yet until lawmakers catch word of it and their business lobbyists, uh, you know, go after, him. you know, they'll probably pass a law. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, let's see here. Every day, there is something to worry about, something to be afraid of, and so on. And here is today's item. If you have ever seen the Terminator movies, you probably remember those terrifying robots that could repair themselves after you know they were, in, quote-unquote, injured, these robots being injured, um, by the people trying to destroy the robots, but they could repair themselves or regenerate themselves. Well, now... Real-life scientists have developed a synthetic skin, if you will, for robots to allow them to heal themselves, uh, heal themselves and possess a human-like sense of touch. and it says here, it goes on there. Yikes! Yikes! Researchers say this material could potentially make people more comfortable with artificial intelligence in homes and workplaces also may contribute to the development of more realistic humanoid robots. If the idea is to make people more comfortable with artificial intelligence and humanoid robots in homes and workplaces, this isn't going to do it. I'm sorry, that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. That has the exact opposite effect, I think. Don't you think? I mean, regenerative skin. This is scary stuff. Is scary stuff. Uh, let's see. A couple of other uh, items here. Among the first things you need to know this morning, the most interesting and buzzworthy stories of the day. Did you know, I thought this was interesting uh, in Canada. They were a little late to the game in terms of putting printed warnings on cigarette packaging. Uh, in Canada, they've only been doing this. In the U.S., there have been, uh, you know, Surgeon General's warnings on packages of cigarettes since, what, the late 60s, I think? Late sixties, early seventies. It wasn't until nineteen eighty nine that Canada required printed warnings on cigarette packaging. But now, not only have they catched up, uh, they have they caught up with the rest of the world. Um, they are taking this one step further. Now, the nation will uh, is requiring warnings be placed on every individual cigarette. <laughs> you pull out a pull out a cancer stick out of the pack. And it's got the cigarette warning right there printed on the paper. Uh, Phrases like, cigarettes cause impotence, poison in every puff, and other um, messages will appear on individual cigarettes, mini cigars, and other tobacco products beginning August 1st. Um, It is part of an effort to reduce tobacco use by... Uh, they want to reduce it to 5% of the population by 2035. It's about 10% currently. So
1: <laughs>
0: warnings on individual cigarettes. Whoa. Uh, let's see. I, I would imagine the goal is, the theory is, this is going to make this uh, more expensive. I mean, that's really the goal. I mean, I don't think that the printed warnings on the individual cigarettes are going to necessarily, in and of themselves, cause people to give up the habit. It's the increased cost to the manufacturers of doing this that they will pass on to consumers, making smokes even more expensive that will ultimately get people to quit. That's the, that's the goal, obviously. And uh, how about this? A little bit of good news. We started with some good news here. And uh, how about this story? Uh, Put a smile on your face to start your day. A school principal in Jacksonville, Florida, credits Divine Intervention for fixing a terrible mistake just hours before the school's graduation ceremony. Rebalt High School seniors received their graduation gowns last week. And when they opened up the gowns, they said, class of 2022. (laughs) And, of course, this is the class of 2023. They were shipped old surplus gowns from last year. They said class of 2022 at them. Uh, The uh, principal, Gregory Bostic, says he contacted the vendor to send the correct graduation gowns. And then he prayed <laughs> and prayed and prayed, and with just hours to spare, the correct gowns have arrived. They actually held the ceremony, graduation ceremony yesterday, and uh, the correct gowns arrived with just hours to spare. Uh, Principal Bostick says... Uh, He believes in a God that answers prayers, and so he just left it in the Lord's hands. So (laughs) God came through for the uh, graduating seniors. There you go, some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Friday morning started.
1: WFIN News, I'm Matt Demcheck. Your WTOL 11 weather. Plenty of sunshine expected again today with a high reaching the upper 80s to around 90. Just a few clouds tonight, a low in the mid-60s. Lieutenant Governor John Husted visited DNC Hydraulics in Rawson. Husted says the company has upskilled employees with industry-recognized credentials using the Tech Cred program. The company also partners with Millstream Career Center to employ students in high school. And we spoke with Millstream Director Pam Hamlin after the tour.
2: DNC is a partner of ours. They sit on our advisory board and they pull some of our engineering students. They also pull some of our welding students. So we have 10 graduates currently working at DNC.
1: Get more of our conversation with Pam and see video of the Lieutenant Governor's tour of DNC with this story on our website. A widening and resurfacing project east of Mount Blanchard will be closing a road for about a week. The project will begin on Monday on Township Road 191 from County Road 273 to State Route 37 and then from State Route 37 to County Road 153. The road will be closed as it's being widened and resurfaced and people are encouraged to use other local roads to detour the area. Get more on the project on the website. Thousands of farmers in northwest Ohio are set to participate in a program to improve water quality.
2: The Ohio Agriculture Conservation Initiative is a certification program that helps farmers better manage nutrient runoffs on their farms. The initiative began in the Maumee watershed and now covers 24
0: counties in northwest Ohio with plans to expand throughout the state.
1: WTOL 11's Amanda Fay reporting. The Finley Pride Festival will be held on Saturday at Riverside Park. We spoke with Pride Coordinator Nikki Decker about Pride Week and the Pride in the Park Festival.
2: It's one thing that's always been great about uh, hearing feedback from our Pride events is that it's always a welcoming and loving atmosphere where all are welcome. And that's something that even as we've gotten bigger and as the events have grown...
1: Findlay Pride is a weekend-long celebration and features a variety of activities. And the full list can be found with this story on the website. The presenting sponsors of the event are Blanchard Valley Health System, Marathon, Visit Findlay, and One Energy. Remember, you can always get more news online anytime at WFIN.com.
0: So now our cover story this morning, just in the nick of time... The federal government has avoided a potentially catastrophic debt default. The Senate approved the bill that the House passed earlier this week, and President Biden, of course, will sign that with all due haste, and all of this will be behind us. Or will it? There is certainly still plenty of grumbling about the compromise that was reached In getting this deal done, Representative Bob Latta joins us this morning to share his thoughts. Congressman, thanks very much for uh, taking the time. We certainly appreciate it.
3: Um, Hey, thanks very much for having me on.
0: You were uh, among the... Uh, contingency that voted yes on the measure in the house on wednesday in fact uh, all of ohio's uh, uh, representatives in in the house voted yes the only member of congress uh, who voted no from the state of ohio was jd vance uh, on the uh, senate uh, vote last night but what ultimately convinced you to support this bill
3: well, there are several things in this legislation that's really important. It's really uh, to help us get back on track, making sure we get out of control, uh, spending under control. First of all, you're looking at about a 2.1 to 2.8 trillion dollar reduction over the next six years in federal spending. We're going to uh, claw back uh, all this COVID money that the Democrats uh, put out there that uh, hasn't been encumbered yet. So we're talking about probably about 28 to $29 billion there. We're going to have um, uh, on the uh, issue of people receiving uh, TANF and uh, uh, other uh, some, uh, areas of uh, uh, SNAP benefits mm-hmm. that uh, you have our, our work requirements there. Uh, we're going to rein in uh, uh, executive overreach on paygo. That means that they start saying you are going to administration wants to uh, pay or spend money someplace. They're going to have to come up with the money someplace else. Mm-hmm. Another big thing that we've talked about is how we're going to get the American energy moving again. And you know, you could, it could take seven to ten years just to get them permitting to get something out there, like an oil and gas, uh, that we can start bringing it up. We're going to streamline that and get it uh, so we can hopefully get things done two to three years like the Canadians do right now. Yeah. Student loan payments are going to have to start back up because the president's uh, kept those from being uh, out. We're estimating that's about $5 billion per month. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make sure we take care of our veterans. We're going to make sure we take care of our uh, Uh, National Defense and our seniors. So this is uh, some of the things right off the bat. Besides preventing uh, Biden's uh, IRS agents from kicking in this year, and we're going to make sure we keep pulling that money back in the next couple of years, and and finally, uh, uh, all the taxes that Biden wanted to uh, put on Americans, we're not going to see happen
0: it was kind of interesting you talk about uh many of the spending cuts uh CNN posted a piece earlier this week that i thought was uh, really interesting pointing out that the last time that we came right up against this uh, debt uh, limit uh, debt default and a similar deal was reached which uh Uh, place spending cuts uh, in exchange for an increase in the debt limit, that many of those cuts were subsequently reversed in legislation that was passed by both sides of the aisle. And so at the end of the day, any cuts were modest at best after much of that spending was reinstated. Are you worried at all that that could happen again uh, this time around?
3: You know, it's interesting because uh, we have the smallest majority of Republicans in the House. You know, we only have 222 out of 435. So it's it's very, very small. <laughs> so, but one of the things that we all know we have to do, we've got to cut the spending because, you know, when you're thinking about that, we're going to be paying a trillion dollars just to pay interest on the debt by the year 2028, and I think it's going to happen by 2027. There's there's no, I mean, it's it, this is out of control. And uh, I know some people are saying, oh, you know, that uh, with the debt ceiling that uh, you could spend more money. And I say, wait a minute. If Republicans control the House of Representatives, are not going to do that? And because, again, as you look back, yeah. even the first two years of the Biden administration, when the Democrats controlled everything, they just spent money left and right. That I've seen one piece of legislation like that come out since we've been in control of the house
0: yeah i I, I think that uh, actually kind of gets to the heart of the the question that I was uh, getting at uh, and I've heard others uh, say this. I would kind of get your thoughts. It sounds like uh, you agree that um that much of this making this hold is going to be contingent on. Uh, Republicans expanding their majority in the House and taking back the Senate. That really is the crux of this and what you're what you're counting on here, ultimately, because uh, in addition to uh, the the possibility of reversing some of the cuts, there are other uh, measures that are contingent on subsequent measures being passed by Congress uh, to fully implement this, as I understand it.
3: Well, you know, there's also a piece in there, though, that uh, Th- Thomas Massey from uh, Kentucky, his piece is that if we don't do what we're supposed to do and, you know, if all of a sudden we don't get our budget, our, our appropriations done, there's going to be a 1% cut right uh, right off the bat. And that, so that uh, is, that's pretty, you know, when you think about 1% of four point six, 4.7 trillion dollars, that's a lot of money. And so it's going to uh, put in a... a some pressure on Congress, you know, especially us in the House, we want to make sure we get our appropriation bills done. Because, first of all, we don't want to have these continuing resolutions anyway. But, uh, yeah. you know, I think that what we passed is a good measure uh, to, to, get this under, to get the out of control spending under control. Because, again, uh, uh, we can 't keep going down this path yeah. because it's it 's going to destroy uh this country
0: let me ask you uh this um and and it 's kind of a similar question in in a different way um, there was some some significant pushback uh to this measure, particularly from the hard right um, and i you heard this as much as uh, as anyone else. Um, what, what were there, even though it wasn't enough to convince you not to vote for the bill, what were the opponent's biggest, uh, biggest points or most important points that will have to be addressed moving forward? If you understand what I'm asking.
3: Yeah, well, I think there's two points and I think they can both be addressed. First of all, we're in divided government. We don't, as you mentioned, we don't control the president's control that's not have the house. So if you're looking at a three-legged stool, we have one third. Yeah. And so what we were able to get through, I think was pretty significant because again, the president said he was, first of all, never going to negotiate with us. Right. And in the end, he did negotiate. The second point is that the, uh, some of them were saying that, oh, well, you know, we have, we don't have a spending cap uh, on there to say that for the next two years to 2025. I, you know, we answer that very simply. As long as we control the house for the next two years, we're not going to spend any money. Yeah, that <laughs> so that it, is a yeah. That that was a yeah. Uh,
0: that that was a significant uh, point that it doesn't just raise the debt ceiling; it it basically suspends the debt ceiling uh, for two years. Right. Uh, let me let me ask you this too, because I I think this is maybe what will be most interesting in Congress moving forward from this point. Uh, One of the things, folks, remember, one of the things that Kevin McCarthy had to agree to in order to get the Speaker's job was some concessions on the number of members and the manner in which uh, members of the House could call for a vote of no confidence, could call for his removal. Uh, There are a lot of people, I don't necessarily say a lot, but there are some... Some rumblings among some members of the House who are calling for such a vote. Should Kevin McCarthy lose his job over this?
3: Uh, no, I think uh, I, Kevin and I are in this, we were in the same class back in the 110th Congress. And, uh, you know, he he had a tough job to do. People didn't think it could get done, and he proved it can get done. Mm-hmm. And if Republicans stick together, even with the smallest majority that we have, that again, uh, is this is this piece of legislation perfect? Absolutely not. Would we like to have cut more? Absolutely yes. Because when we passed, what we passed uh, back in April, you know, we were hoping to get over four trillion dollars uh, over the next. But we'd be able to start pulling back at two trillion, uh, over two probably uh, the price going to be about two point eight, two point nine trillion dollars in in reductions. And when you look at the amount of uh, uh, especially when you think of uh, getting our energy back into, because uh, mm-hmm. remember this this is administration that is anti-natural gas, anti-fossil uh, fuels, and to get permitting in this uh, that that's massive. Yeah, that Americans, you know, we can, we don't have to rely on countries that don't like us. We send our money overseas, our jobs overseas, and be dependent on somebody else to give us our energy. So that was, that was massively significant. And that's why a a bunch of liberals wouldn't vote for it because they they don't like that or the work requirements. What's what's wrong with people working? And that's what we want to do. Get that uh, spirit of, Uh, hard work uh, back with people that, uh, you know, when they go to work for eight hours a day and come home.
0: Yeah, I I have to end it here because I'm out of time, but it basically sounds like uh, your uh, attitude toward this is one that I've heard echoed from a number of people that in this case, it's a perfect example of the old saying, not letting the perfect be the enemy of the good
3: that's about right. And uh, because, again, when you only have a third, Mm -hmm. we were able to get a lot, in my opinion.
0: When you look at it in in that perspective, certainly. Again, uh, Representative Bob Latta with us this morning. Congressman, thanks very much for taking the time this morning. We
3: appreciate it. Well, thank you very much. Have a great day.
0: So if you are looking for something to do with the family this summer, in keeping with their mission of improving the quality of life for everyone, the Community Foundation is making sure that there is plenty of fun for all through the summer months and beyond. President CEO Brian Treese is uh, with us this morning from the uh, Community Foundation, and this uh, has actually been uh, going on for, what, a, a couple of months uh, already, continuing through the summer and into the fall, right?
4: Yes. Good morning, everybody. So we heard during our community conversations, uh, listening sessions, we heard from throughout the community what matters most to the people in Hancock County. And something we heard time and time again was that folks were looking for more affordable community activities. And when we dug down a little bit deeper, affordable meant free to so many people. So starting in January, we have been intentional about working with nonprofit partners to provide at least several a month that are free um, appeal to different age groups. And we initially said, let's try this for three months, see how it works. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, the response was far better than we could have ever imagined. Thousands of people in our community came out to these free events. So we are continuing them through the rest of this year and beyond.
0: You know, uh, how many times have we all, you know, to hear you talk about getting this kind of feedback, how many times have we all heard people say, gee, there's just, there's nothing to do. And one of the things that I've always loved about the community is there are things uh, to do, but as you mentioned, there can always be more and you can always reach out to individuals who maybe haven't become engaged in some of those community activities.
4: Right. Everybody has different interests, so it's about finding some things that will appeal. We are lucky to have so many community activities available, mm-hmm. um, but you can always, like you said, you can always have more.
0: So, uh, how does this how does this work? I mean, you talk about uh, partnering with uh, local nonprofits and and uh, groups and organizations and so on. Uh, how does that work, and and what has been the response on that end?
4: Sure. So we work with nonprofits for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, nonprofits are such an important, critical part of our community. Our job is, one of our jobs is to support the work that they do. So we reached out and said, would you be interested in partnering to do some good free things? Free yeah. Meaning we'll pay for them, but free for attendees. So we started with a free movie at the Marathon Center for the Performing Arts. We did free Saturdays at 50 North. Uh, They're normally uh, more limited in hours on Saturdays uh, to appeal to those 50 and over. Uh, We had free ice skating at the Cube. We had free days at the Children's Museum. Uh, And then looking forward, we're building off of that uh, to try to appeal to even more folks. Like on the 15th of June, uh, we're sponsoring a Live at Arms uh, at the Marathon Center So free tickets, you just have to make sure you reserve them. And I checked this morning and there's a handful of tickets available. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then on the 27th of June, we're participating in the Bryson, the brave bison book. (laughs) That's a a mouthful this early in the morning. (laughs) I had to slow down a little bit there. Um, but in the first, I believe it's 80 families or sorry, 75 families that attend, will get a free copy of the book. Um, so, uh, The folks that created the book will be there. It's the launch of the book. Uh, It's a story about, you know, sticking together and meeting challenges that you face Mm -hmm. head on, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Switching, uh, we've got a couple more free play days at the Children's Museum. And one that we tried last year is we have reached out to all of the public pools in Hancock County. Ah. And we're sponsoring a couple free swimming days. So each pool will decide those. So we've got uh, Macomb has a public pool, Arlington, Mount Blanchard, and then Finley all have public pools. So um, there'll be a couple days where anybody can come for free. Uh, on the foundation.
0: Uh, so those uh, will be coming up through the summer as well. You mentioned the free play day. There's another one coming up in July. Uh, in August, you have another uh, event at the Marathon Center that is really cool. Um, the uh, Puppy Pals Stunt
4: Dog Show. I mean, who doesn't love dogs? Uh, who doesn't love dogs? Rescue dogs and rescue stunt dogs. <laughs> I mean, it, it just keeps adding on the fun. Um, folks who have watched America's Got Talent, Mm-hmm They performed on America's Got Talent. Um, Tickets are also required for that performance. And I looked again and tickets have gone really fast. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple handfuls of tickets left. So if you're looking at that, that's August 17th. I would suggest getting tickets as soon as possible. As
0: you mentioned, is- as you mentioned, this is something that, you know, we're hitting some of the uh, summer highlights here. This is something that will continue uh, into the fall as well. Already a couple of, uh, again, more play days, free play days at the Children's Museum on the schedule for September and November, but it, it looks like there are still some opportunities for more events to be added.
4: Yes, we are working. In fact, before our Uh, talk this morning. I was in conversation with somebody. We've got a few that we're already working on that we hope to announce soon. Um, So please watch our social media, watch our website, community-foundation.com slash fun uh, to see the, the items as they become available. And then if you're a nonprofit listening and you have an idea, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Um, and get as many of these scheduled as we can
0: and as you were alluding to earlier i want to go back to this and, and kind of underscore it a bit um, because we we mentioned it in the uh, intro and you touched on it earlier uh, this is really in keeping with the mission of the community foundation to improve the quality of life for everyone in the community and and again you know hitting that uh, anniversary uh, over the course of the past year um, this is another way another opportunity to to reach out that's got to be especially make you feel especially good and be uh, be really fun uh, in being able to put this together
4: We exist because of so many donors who have partnered with us through the years and what I find most interesting specifically with the fun for all series is we can address those most serious issues facing our community with the partners housing. Hunger, mm-hmm. uh, transportation, workforce, education, and also realize the incredible power that social interacting has. Yeah. When you look at social determinants of health, these pro social activities, those things that are just fun, no hidden agenda, we're just getting together and having fun,
0: mm-hmm.
4: those have incredible health and wellness benefits. Yeah. Uh, we saw that during the pandemic. People were isolated, more alone. Uh, people are ready to spend time and have fun together, mm-hmm.
0: and and again to build on what you were saying. I mean, you know, addressing those basic human needs uh, is important, like housing and food and and uh, employment, things like like that. But this is addressing that quality of life, uh, which which right. also often goes kind of overlooked
4: quality of life means different things for different people.
3: Yeah.
4: And in one of the ways that we live our mission is by making sure that we're keeping tabs on addressing all of those different ways that quality of life can show up.
0: Yeah. We've got a link up on our webpage uh, for more information about the fun for all program uh, from the community foundation, as we mentioned continues through the summer and into the fall. Is this something that you uh, envision uh, moving forward, even beyond uh, this year, either organized by the the community foundation or like some other programs, you kind of hand this off to to someone else who uh, continues
4: this moving forward. I do. I, I think as long as we continue seeing engagement and continue seeing that people want us to play this role, I do con- consider that it will continue into the future. I,
0: I think it's uh, it's just a, a tremendous effort, a tremendous program. And like we said, it's uh, linked up at goodmornings.net. You can uh, check the complete schedule. As uh, Brian mentioned, President and CEO, Brian Treese, the Community Foundation with us this morning. Brian, thanks very much for uh, taking some time. We appreciate it.
4: Thank you. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert.
0: An Englishman's birthday celebration took a rather tumultuous turn when he held a knife to his girlfriend's face after being served cauliflower cheese. (laughs) Now, I can commiserate. I mean, who wants cauliflower cheese on your birthday? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, Timothy Robinson has pleaded guilty to multiple charges, and he has been sentenced to a two year, nine month prison sentence, according to the Bristol Post. Judge Michael Longman emphasized the severity of the offenses, uh, which were aggravated by alcohol. Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> there was alcohol involved here. Um, and the whole context of uh, domestic violence here. A five year restraining order was issued. Forbidding Mr. Robinson to uh, prohibiting uh, Mr. Robinson from contacting the complainant, uh, the victim in the case. Despite the traumatic ordeal, though, she expressed relief and a newfound sense of freedom. Mr. Robinson's defense acknowledged that his alcohol problem uh, resulted in what he said was uncharacteristic behavior. (laughs) Detoxing in his... uh, During his incarceration, Mr. Robinson has expressed remorse for his actions. But Again, I would think justifiable based on the fact that it was his birthday and she served cauliflower cheese. I mean, come on, let's get real. From the international file of the broken news this morning, a little closer to home, uh, kind of transitioning into domestic stories, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers made a startling discovery. They uh, This was in uh, at the Ote Mesa Cargo Facility. What is that, in Arizona, I think? Arizona or Texas? Anyway, uh, Customs and Border Protection of, uh, officers discovered $38 million worth of methamphetamine cleverly hidden in a shipment of kale. During a routine inspection, they noticed irregularities and decided to investigate further. And to their surprise, they found 268 packages concealed within the kale, totaling 5,788 pounds of meth. The officers confirmed the nature of the substances through testing and estimated the street value of the drugs. Uh, to be around $38 million. The driver, a 34-year-old man, was apprehended and handed over to the Department of Homeland Security for further inquiry into the alleged smuggling attempt. I would have been fine if they would have just turned the truck around for trying to bring in kale. (laughs) That would have been a violation enough for me. (laughs) I mean, never mind the drugs. I don't want those either. But... You know, just turn the kale trucks around to the border, and that's fine with me. To me, that is enough of a crime in and of itself. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. This in San Antonio, Texas, uh, apparently at a Whataburger uh, location, uh, burger joint, a man who had allegedly been smoking PCP was found frolicking around naked in the parking lot just before midnight. The unclothed individual was out of his mind thanks to the hallucinogenic effects that PCP has on users. Uh, the man was promptly taken into custody and is being held for <laughs> disorderly conduct and possession of a controlled substance. So it was dinner and a show at the Whataburger in San Antonio there. <laughs> okay, this is something that you really probably would not have to... You would think that you would not have to tell people, but apparently you have to tell people uh, in Missouri. The Salem, Missouri Police Department is reminding residents that having a bear as a wrestling partner is probably not a good idea. Again, you would think that that would go without saying, but not so. The uh, Salem PD reminding residents that bear wrestling is illegal in the state of Missouri, and anyone caught sparring with the animal will be faced with a Class A misdemeanor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although, if you wrestle a bear, that's probably the misdemeanor charge is the least of your worries, I would think. I mean, I that, again, is just me, but I would think that would be the least of your worries, Conservation agents say the best way to cohabitate with bears is just to avoid conflict. Now, there you go. That, to me, seems to be some wise advice. Uh, let's see. And a couple of, um, well, this a, a very unusual burglary uh, in the news. A Northern California man by the name of Edison Small... Is headed to prison after pleading guilty earlier this week to theft of government property. Apparently, Mr. Small climbed inside a trailer that was being towed by a U.S. Postal Service truck. Uh, the truck was stopped at a red light, uh, and so he jumped on the, jumped inside the trailer, stole a bag which contained over seventeen thousand dollars in cash. in money orders, and about $500 worth of checks. During a search of Mr. Small's apartment, just over $15,000 of his ill-gotten bounty was recovered. He faces up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Uh, He will be sentenced in September. I have never understood that. I have never understood that robbing... Uh, well, in this case, it was a, a Postal Service truck or trailer uh, in this case. But, you know, like the Postal Service robbing a bank, you know, things like like that. What That becomes a federal charge, you know? That's not just going to get you into trouble with the local cops and the local magistrate. You're going to federal prison when you do something like that. It just seems like an unwise thing to do. Well, stealing anything is unwise, but especially when it... Uh, Get you a federal rap. I don't don't get it. But again, the criminal's not always the smartest tools in the shed. Sharpest tools in the shed, I guess. And finally, in the uh, broken news this morning, our obligatory story out of Florida, because it seems like every day there's something going on weird in Florida. A woman has been arrested after joining with another woman. Uh who was uh, they discovered were both dating the same man. The pair discovered that the guy was two-timing them, so they teamed up to give him a beatdown that left him tattered with facial and torso bruises. Here's the crazy part of this story. First of all, I don't know. I mean, they're both facing uh, maybe a prison sentence or a jail sentence. But I don't know if you go to prison, uh, but going to jail uh, for this. But you can't say he didn't deserve it, you know? So he's two-timing. Here's the crazy part of the story. One of the women, so two women beat down this guy who is two-timing them. One of them is pregnant. The other is an off-duty cop. (laughs) Uh, Both women face battery charges. The pregnant one uh, is uh, seven months along uh the cop is uh, probably now out of a job, I would think. The officer's supervisor released a statement saying we are held to a higher standard of conduct, both on and off duty. Although this officer was off duty when the incident occurred, her behavior was unacceptable and goes against the core values of our department. So <laughs> But again, you can't say that the guy didn't deserve it. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> how would you like to end up uh, in the uh, in the hospital and t- have to tell your buddies you gotten got beat up by two women, one of whom is pregnant, the other is a, an off-duty cop? <laughs> Try explaining that to your buddies. There you go. That is today's broken news report. An update on the odd and unusual side of the headlines. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Finley's Andy Ritz on becoming a Finley Rotarian. After 35 years working as a pediatrician in Finley, I wanted to give back to the community, but not at my job, but as a service that would reach many people. The best way to do this was for me to join Finley Rotary, and that's what I did in February of 2022. To become part of an organization that brings together business, professional leaders to provide community service and advance goodwill, contact Finley Rotary at finleyrotary.org and click on Join. This
4: message provided by WFIN.
0: Time now for your daily download, the numbers behind the news, and the statistics that shape our lives. A survey of Italians. Um, now, these are folks who know a little something about food, right? Survey of Italians reveals the biggest food crimes committed against traditional Italian food by Americans. <laughs> Number one, the most egregious food crime committed against traditional Italian fare, putting ketchup on spaghetti. That's what they say is the number one. Now, I, I don't get that. I mean, that's tomatoes, right? I mean, it's, you put tomatoes on spaghetti. but Putting ketchup on spaghetti, number one food crime. Sixty-four point six percent of the fourteen hundred people surveyed by the webs- uh, website Bonus fin- uh, Bonus Finder Italia uh, said that was the uh, number one food crime that Americans <laughs> commit. Uh, more than sixty-two percent said putting pineapple on pizza was their top food crime, so that was number two. Fifty-six point nine percent said putting pasta in cold water. And then boiling it, as opposed to putting it into water that is already boiling. It boiling when you put the pasta in. Uh, that's the third uh, most uh, uh, the most uh, egregious food crime. Uh, more than fifty five percent say cutting your spaghetti or linguine with a knife is a no no. And rounding out the top five food crimes in the eyes of Italians, not sharing your food. <laughs> So that in and of itself is not anything that we necessarily do to the food itself, just not sharing it with others. Other irksome Americanizations of traditional Italian fare uh, were more specific, like adding cream to carbonara, asking for cheese on a meal containing seafood was uh, one of the big ones. And that actually the cheese on seafood was more bothersome to Italians than cutting pizza with a knife and fork. Mm -hmm. And once again, my wife Kyra has joined us in the studio this morning to wrap up the week with another collection of yummy and easy to make recipes from Kyra's Kitchen. Good morning.
2: Good morning. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. (laughs) <laughs> having one
0: of those days. that's like that's like the worst thing ever when you're on the you're radio, on the radio <laughs> you crack the mic and suddenly you feel a sneeze coming oh. on or a cough or yeah. you know anything like that the hiccups yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah. That would be a lot that's that's pretty fun. that's pretty bad <laughs> so uh, we have a uh, recipe here for this actually would be a really good you know this is the time of year uh when you know we Fire up the grill, um, if for no other reason that it it keeps the kitchen from getting too hot. Yeah, and yeah. this is kind of the idea behind yeah you know, this uh, this yeah. recipe because it's really good <laughs> because you could <laughs> do this yeah you know in the oven mm-hmm. or you know whatever but
2: you could why- probably do the whole thing on the grill. I did I did part of it I did like the recipe but you could probably do the whole thing on the grill. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so it is grilled chicken and roasted veggies. Yes. So you got your main dish and your veggies all, all combined together. into one here. Yes. Yeah.
2: So one large sweet potato peeled and diced uh, about three of. four Three, four-inch cubes, half-inch, three, four-inch cubes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then three tablespoons of vegetable oil, two boneless, skinless chicken breasts, um, grilled with your favorite rub, whatever you like. Mm -hmm. Um, I use my uh, sweet and smoky, uh, one that's my favorite. Uh, Three and a quarter cups, small broccoli uh, florets, all cut up. Uh, Half of a medium onion diced into chunks. Three cloves of garlic minced. Um, three-fourths teaspoons of each dried thyme and basil, mm-hmm. uh, half a teaspoon of nutmeg, salt and uh, fresh ground pepper um, for taste, two tablespoons of olive oil, and three-fourths cups of sliced almond and dried cranberries. All right. So preheat your oven to 400 degrees, pour vegetable oil into a rim 15-by-10-inch uh, sheet pan, Place in the oven to heat the oil for about two minutes. Uh, Remove it from the pan or remove it from the oven. Then add your um, sweet potatoes. Pour about one tablespoon of olive oil on the potatoes and toss that. Make sure everything's evenly coated with some oil. Spread into an even layer in your pan. And um, uh, for... uh, Roast in it for about 15 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while you're doing that, while that's roasting for about 15 minutes, remove your sweet potatoes from the oven. Then add your chopped um, broccoli florets, your onions, and your and uh, put them kind of around your sweet potatoes. Mix them up. Sprinkle with your garlic and drizzle even, evenly with the remaining olive oil. Uh, toss that with a spatula, and then sprinkle the seasoning on it, your, um, your dried thyme, basil, nutmeg, um, mm. salt, and pepper. Yeah. And then let that roast for another 16 to 20 minutes. While that's roasting, then cook your chicken breasts on the grill- then they'll all be done at the same time. Chop up your chicken breast, put that in, and then add yeah. your um, your cranberries and uh, almonds, and mm-hmm. mix it all up and toss it. Yeah, and eat. It's that's just, what I. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really, really good. good. Yeah. really,
0: really yep. good, and and it presents well. I yes. mean, with the uh, almonds, the, colors, and the cranberries, and yes. you know, all of the the colors, colors. and all and kind of caramelized a, big, a little bit. I'm honestly. not a
2: big broccoli person mm-hmm. um but this i mean it was the broccoli was in there just long enough yeah. that it crisped it up crisp it up but it wasn't mushy yeah. Yeah. i do not like mushy broccoli
0: <laughs> <laughs> well who does Yeah. Uh, so, so the grilled chicken and roasted veggies yes. uh, recipe kind of a one dish meal like, yeah, uh, one uh, one pot Uh, dinner meal there Uh, for dessert we have a a butterscotch pudding bread recipe
2: yes so this is one and a half cups of all-purpose flour two eggs a half a cup of butter melted one teaspoon baking powder three-fourths cup sugar two-thirds cup milk and one 3.5 ounce box of butterscotch pudding mix that's the smaller box Mm -hmm. Um, so pre your oven to 350 uh, degrees prepare a greased loaf pan Uh, In a large mixing bowl, add your sugar, eggs, butter, and mix well together. Then add in your milk and your butterscotch pudding mix, uh, baking powder, salt, and mix all that uh, together uh, well. Lastly, uh, slowly add in your flour and mix until combined, no lumps. Um, you can also do this in your electric mixer and that mm-hmm. will help with that. Yeah. Uh, pour the batter into a loaf pan. Bake in the oven for 40 to 50 minutes or until a toothpick in the middle of the loaf comes out clean. Uh, let cool, serve, and enjoy. Mm. And this is good. You can Yum. refrigerate this and oh. it'll last. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then we have as we I mentioned a little bit, yeah, we have time. We <laughs> okay. uh made sure that we had time to get into into all this as I mentioned a little bit earlier for National Donut Day. Yes. We have a bonus recipe this morning for some easy uh homemade donuts. Yes. These are canned biscuit, biscuit donuts. Yeah,
2: so this so, is your refrigerator biscuit.
0: Yeah. Um so like your Pillsbury, Pillsbury, uh, Pillsbury yeah, your, refrigerator or, biscuit, yeah. Okay. whichever
2: one's your favorite. Um, your flaky biscuits, your jumbo flaky biscuits. Those okay, are our so favorites. So you start,
0: so you start with the the jumbo flaky, flaky biscuits, biscuits. And, and then this is the sixteen pound tube. Yeah. 16 ounce tube or the 16 pounds,
2: 16. Ounce. Pound. 16, 16. Ounce. That's a lot of donuts. I really like donuts, but 16, I don't need 16, 16 pounds right now.
0: <laughs> 16 ounce, uh, container. Yeah. The, the tube of the biscuits. The okay. Tube so you can pop, that open. What yeah, else pop we that
2: open. And then, um, just, if you have like a small round, um like a shot glass or or a cookie cutter or whatever to make a hole in okay. the middle of your biscuit because your biscuits already round. So all you Good have to point. do is yeah. So all you have to do is put a hole in it. So mm-hmm. use a shot glass if you have that. Okay. Or if you have a small round cookie cutter, use that. Cut a hole in the middle of it's it. It's one of
0: the things that makes it easy because they're right. already round. Right. I mean, I suppose you could sort of knead mm-hmm. all of that dough and, yeah. you know. Yeah,
2: no. So, all you, yeah, they're already round. Just separate them, mm-hmm. put a hole in the middle of them, and then um, you'll combine one cup of sugar, one and a half tablespoons of cinnamon, and one stick of margin melted, and then your vegetable oil for uh, frying. Right. So, pour oil into a skillet to the depth of a little less than a Half an inch. Um, I use my iron skillet and put a half an inch, about a half an inch of oil mm-hmm. in my iron skillet. Yeah. Uh, heat it to medium high for about five minutes. Then in a bowl, combine your cinnamon and sugar using a small round cookie cutter, or like I said, a shot glass or something. Yeah. Uh, take the center out of each of your biscuits, drop dough into your hot oil, watch carefully when it's golden brown on the one side, then you'll want to flip it. Right. So if you have some tongs or something like that, flip it, mm-hmm. uh, and then make sure both sides are nice and golden brown. Uh, about maybe three, four minutes on each side. You want to make sure it's not doughy either. Right. Uh, then uh, put it on a paper towel. Repeat with the rest of yours. Even the donut holes, put those in there too. I was gonna say, yeah, what
0: you cut yep. out, you can make donut yep. holes put with. Yep, yeah.
2: press uh, both sides into your cinnamon sugar mixture and serve warm. Mm,
0: there you go. Some uh, yep. homemade donuts yes. uh, for National Donut, donut Day, Day today. <laughs> Along with the uh, grilled chicken and roasted, veg- uh, roasted veggies uh, recipe and the butterscotch pudding bread. Those are all posted at the Kyra's Kitchen Facebook page. at Kyra's Kitchen WFIN on Facebook. And so make sure that you like the page uh, for those recipes and more fun stuff from Kyra's Kitchen. That link is also up at goodmornings.net. My wife, Kyra, thanks very much. You're welcome. And that will finish up our podcast for today. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program this morning. Remember, you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each and every day on the show at our webpage. And that, of course, is goodmornings.net. So check us out online. Coming up Monday on the program, it is officially hurricanes season now this is something we generally don't have to worry too much about in northwest ohio of course but we often go on vacation to places that do and so we'll tell you what you need to know before you travel over the next several months so until monday morning that is good mornings for this morning now that you've had a good morning go on out and make it a good day a great weekend we'll catch you back here next week